Hello, I am Sandra Ezekwesili, and you come to me for hard facts. The world keeps turning, and you're trying to keep up. The fight against coronavirus has the option. But there's so much noise drowning out the news. Talking heads, broadcast messages, press releases. They're telling you their side, but you just want the facts. And that's why you come to me. I give you the statistics without spin. Out of 116 million working age Nigerians, 35.5 million are employed full-time. That's 30%. I give you the context. I give you the history. I fight fake news with facts. Kayo Day. Let me talk. No, I will let you talk. Kayo Day. Coyote, I will let you talk if you let me talk. Coyote. That's why more and more Lagosians are tuning in. Half a million Lagosians. 720,000. 970,000. Over 1 million Lagosians. They know that if you give me your afternoon, I will give you hard facts. You know, Sandra, I am Sandra Ezekwesili, and these are your hard facts. Hello Lagos, good afternoon. I am Sandra Ezekwesili and these are your hard facts. First hard fact of the day, yesterday, six days after the constitutional deadline, Balatinu will finally send his completed list of ministerial nominees to the Senate. Um, like I've been saying for two months, Constitution gave him 60 days to submit this list, counting from inauguration on May 29th. On the deadline day, he submitted an incomplete list because it did not have nominees from each state. The Constitution also requires that. Again, I'll remind you of Dilalake's words before the swearing-in. He is um, one of the 28 nominees on this list. He has been confirmed. But back in uh, uh, the day, he said that 60 days is too much time to create a ministerial list. He said, quote, a month maximum is enough for any serious government to form its cabinet and put a structure of government in place after the swearing-in, end quote. So it turns out that 60 days were not enough for Bola Tinubu. It took him 66 days. I wonder if Alake still believes that a month is enough for any serious government. Second hard fact of the day. <sighs> 47. That's how many ministerial nominees Bola Tinubu has submitted to the Senate. It's the longest list of ministerial nominees in the history of the Fourth Republic. Obasanjo appointed 42 ministers in 1999, but eventually reduced it to 40. Yaradua had 39 nominees in 2007. In 2011, Jonathan had 33. In 2015, Buhari had 36. Then in 2019, Buhari set a new record with 42. And now, Tinubu has broken that record with five nominees. 47. And Nigerians are reacting to this. A lot of Nigerians believe that the president is sending the wrong message. Because after all, Nigerians are being asked to sacrifice on things like fuel subsidy because governments cannot afford fuel subsidy anymore. So Nigerians want to know if this should not also translate to fewer ministers. If the constitution sets the, the minimum number at 36, one for each state, should the president have set an example by cutting his nominees down to 36 as well? Does Nigeria need 47 ministers right now it's a question i want you to answer throughout the show today do we need 47 ministers 
It's also a question I'll be asking my guest on Eyes and Knees today at 5 o'clock. One million Ligusians cannot be wrong. Thanks for listening. Let's talk about the reactions to Dr. Vwari's deaths. Then let's talk about the demolitions in Oworoshonki. And then let's talk about the NLC suspending its planned strike. At 4 o'clock, Big 3 Global returns. Big 3 Global is gone from Fridays, but I'm giving you a weekly fix of international stories on Thursdays at 4, starting today. We'll talk about the ECOWAS response to the coup in Niger. So much going on. We'll talk about all of that from 4 o'clock. On eyes and nays, let's talk about the ministerial nominees list and the Senate confirmation process. Expect news, business and sports at the top of the hour, every hour. But let's get started with today's Big 3 Lagos. I'm Sandra Ezekwesili and these are your hard facts. This is Hard facts. On 99.3, Nigeria Info. Lagos, uh, join us via uh, Facebook, Nigeria Info 99.3, YouTube, Nigeria Info FM. What is going on in Oworoshonki? Has the Lagos state government responded properly to Dr. Diaso's death? Did the NLC blink or have they done the right thing? Those are your big three, Lagos. Let's talk. Oworoshonki residents are crying about um, demolitions. They're crying out about demolitions. That's our first story. We've been getting reports that a state government task force knocked down several buildings in the area last week, allegedly without advanced notice. We've been trying to reach out to different CDAs in Oworoshonki so that we can have a conversation with them on the show. But um, we haven't been able to um, get a response yet. But Nana Okone from our news team visited Oworoshonki and she's joining me to report on what's happening there. Nana, thank you so much for joining me on Hard Facts. Thank you, Sandra. Good afternoon, Lagos. Can you confirm that the demolitions have taken place? Yes. Yes, yes they have. Okay. Have the residents told you what exactly happened? Yes. What did they say? So I was there on Tuesday and some of the residents I spoke to, many of them are alleging that they did not get a notice of eviction from mm. the state government. Mm-hmm. You know, they claim that last week, Thursday, at about 4 p.m., they were just carrying out their normal duties and then they saw people coming. So they were, there are two different communities mm. where this is happening. Okay. One is called Precious Seed Community, okay. popularly known as Ferrioboro. Okay. That's because it's very close to the water, I guess. Okay. Then there is another community that has different streets, Okeri, Ogolua streets, and some other streets. Okay. So in Precious Seed community, um, those ones are claiming that at about 4 p.m. on Thursday last week, Mm -hmm. they just saw people come into their community and, you know, they started destroying. They tried to ask who are you and all of that, Mm -hmm. but they didn't have the opportunity to hear them out or listen to them. Okay. One of them I spoke to, who was obviously, you can tell that she was distraught, said mm. that they didn't allow her pick uh, her children's credentials and mm. all of that, her properties. Mm. We were burnt. They were even burnt. Burnt? Yes. So uh, then I also spoke to a pastor in the area who said that the, the people that came in were maxed. They were, their faces were covered. Okay. So, and he was asking me, how is it possible? Is it possible for the state government to send people that were masked okay. in daytime to come and destroy their properties? Their property, yes. right. Um, before this, were there any warnings from the government or disputes about construction in the area? Yes, so I also asked them that question if they had 
before now received any notice or any letter or anything about state government wanting mm-hmm. to take over mm-hmm. and the answer was no they said they have never they've never had any conversation with the Lagos state government or anybody about the um wanting to take ownership of the land or anything mm-hmm. you know one of them even told me that she just completed a building is actually a four four rooms mm-hmm. you know she just completed it last month mm-hmm. and moved in with her four children oh. and she said that she didn't get any notice from them you know since this thing happened they even also tried reaching out to the omonile okay that sold the land, the land to them okay. nowhere to be found so oh. they didn't get according to them they didn't get any information they didn't okay. hear anything okay they just woke up to task force um, coming to their properties. Then in the other community that has the Okeri Ogolua streets, mm-hmm. when I went there on Thursday, the demolition was on, hmm. you know. But I had to be very careful because before then, if I got there on that Tuesday morning, mm-hmm. you know, I had heard that they arrested one of the one the, the candidates, AAC, okay. that's Shores Party. Okay. They arrested one of the candidates who came to speak for the people and all of that. And then they are taking some people's phone. People who try to make videos were not allowed. Right. So when I went there on Tuesday at about, I think almost 11.30, mm-hmm. you know, I could see people gathering in groups, mm-hmm. having the conversation, talking about it and all of that. So mm-hmm. I, you can just join any group. So I stood <laughs> in between the group. Yes, I right. just joined the group. Right. And from their story, once you just ask them, they'll start recounting from the beginning yeah. how everything happened. And what did they recount? What they said also is they were not given any notice. They just came and then destroyed their properties. Mm. And then there were fears that the um, demolition might get to the other streets. Okay. So most of those people who were living in the other streets were also there watching and hoping. But nobody was, you know... There was no opportunity to talk to members of the task force. The mm-hmm. police were there. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody was just... And, and, and the people who were conducting the arrests were the police. Yes. So this task force went there with the police. Yes. And have been demolishing people's houses. Yes, I saw their van. Their van was positioned there on there. Tuesday. Now, um, do, do we know who this task force was from? So that's the thing. What we, well, the only thing I could see on their vehicle was Lagos State Task Force. You know, mm. I even also tried reaching out to the PRO okay. yesterday. I tried to call him. Of the task taking, force? Yes, he okay. was not taking his calls, mm-hmm. sent him a message, no response. But mm-hmm. the update I got before we came on air yeah. now right. from Precious Seed Community is that there is a meeting currently going on okay. with the leadership of the community. Okay. And it's also important to state that the people are saying that they went to report to their ballet and their ballet said they are not aware, that's the community head, hmm. said they are not aware that if government was coming to do anything, hmm. you understand? So they didn't say, they, they didn't, they, the ballet is claiming that he's not aware of hmm. anything happening. Hmm. Yeah. Is there any response from the government yet? For now, no. So the government hasn't spoken about this? No. So we have massive demolitions going on in several communities in Lagos. We have a a, a van that has Lagos State Task Force written on it. We have the police on ground to arrest people who want to make videos, arrest, allegedly arrest a politician. Well, it's my reporter reporting it, so it's not allegedly anymore. Uh, So arrest a politician, uh, um, you know, who uh, tried to speak up for the people. And we have no statement from the Lagos State government yet. For now, we've not gotten anything from Lagos State government. The politician that was arrested, mm-hmm. you know, Shore had put out a tweet. Yes. Yes, on Tuesday. I don't know if you saw it. I saw saying, it. Yes. Yes. He was saying that is that the man was is representing was representing Koshofe okay. in the last election. Yes. He was arrested. And when I even went there, mm-hmm. I could hear people saying, "Oh, in Yoruba, that mm-hmm. Yemi was arrested this morning." But mm-hmm. now I don't know if he has been released. Been released. Yes. Right. Okay. Um, what are the next steps? What are these people doing about? 
providing shelter um, um, for the people who are affected, the people whose house were broken down. That woman you mentioned with her four children, what's she doing? What are they going to do? So most of them are just hanging around in places of worship, churches. Okay. There was a park um, in Precious City. There's a particular church there. I heard that um, the pastor pleaded with them mm. to leave the his own um, construction. So they left it. You know, I heard that they had already started burning it, but somehow they quenched the fire. Mm. But that building is there. That is where most of them are staying with their children. Mm. You know, and you could tell that they are obviously they don't know what what um, step to take next. What you know? will happen next? Yes, if. If some of them told me that if the Lagos State government had told them, mm-hmm. they would have made plans mm-hmm. either to vacate the place mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. But as it is, they just woke up, you know, and they saw these people coming to destroy their property. So they don't know what exactly to do next. And the Lagos State government has said nothing. Nothing. For now. Yes, for now. Nena Okon is a correspondent from our newsroom. Nena Okon, thank you so much for talking to us on the show today. Thank Maybe you. stick around so that when we take calls and Lagos has questions, you can answer those questions for Lagos. 70 Uh, Do you live in these areas that Nenda mentioned that have been affected by the demolitions? Was your property one of those um, that was demolished? Um, Are you a neighbor? Do you live in the neighboring street? Have you been following this story? What do you think about what you've heard from Nenda? 0700-993-993-993-01465-7190. We've got WhatsApp. WhatsApp is 080-9. Five nine seven five eight zero five ninety nine point three. Hello. Thanks for calling. Thank you, my sister, hmm. Dave. Dave, welcome. Sandra. Yes. Sandra. Yes. So, does it mean that uh, uh, Governor Saulu is not listening to this station? Is not listening to you? Because there's a lot of crisis in Lagos now. What is happening in Lagos? What is going on? Lagos is like a country on its own. Why are they bringing people that cannot manage Lagos to manage Lagos? Forcing leaders to on us in Lagos State. That's why we're having all this crisis. How can they send people with uh, masks to go and demolish them like criminals? Send people like criminals. Like, that's how uh, uh, robbers are operate now. Standard, is it not the way robbers operate? How come people unmask themselves, go to a place to go and destroy? Jesus Christ. Oh, God. I Jesus. Thank you very much for calling. 99.3, hello. Sorry about that. Call back if you can. Good afternoon. Hello, Auntie Sandra. Good afternoon, ma'am. Good afternoon, sir. What's your name? Auntie uh, Sandra, my name is Ndubisi. Ndubisi. How are you today? Uh, I'm fine, ma'am. Okay. I just want, I want to thank you. May God Almighty bless your station, bless Nigeria, bless Mr. Zoo. I was the one that called in last week when I was complaining the way I would repeat us. Yes, I know, I remember. So Mr. Zoo said something to me through Sheriff. Oh. I want to thank you people. May God Almighty bless you people. Amen. You put food on my table and my children. Oh. God Almighty will keep on putting food on your table. Amen. Every one of you. Thank you. Mr. Zoo, I said may God bless you. You will live long oh. in Jesus' name. Amen. So Atisandra, let's come back to the, uh, to the matter. Thank you. Atisandra. Hello, yes, I'm here. I'm listening. Mm-hmm. I was once in Manabo, Kotona, Guinea. Do you know Manabo, Kotona, Guinea? Yes. I was living there. There is a place we live, like a camp. We are many, different countries. We are many living there. Hmm. It's a government place. So 
but we are just attaching ourselves there. Mm-hmm. Do you know that a time comes, the government went to another place to go and beat the same pattern of house that is there in another place. When they make, when they want to make use of that place, that land, they do not tell us anything. Though. They went to another place to beat particular house, the mm. same, the same number of house that is there. Okay. And say, Sandra, once Saturday come, then then come there early in the morning, serve us paper. Say this is the place we are going to move now. Mm. In one week time, they don't they don't want to see anybody here again. Oh. Give us key of the house. Oh. They give us paper. Whoa. Then then give us a place. Oh, my, Sandra, mm. isn't this our country, Nigeria? Mm. Oh, it's only God Almighty who save us. The Nigerian government keep on frustrating people. Keep on making people to do what they don't want to do. Keep on making people to steal. Keep on making people to lie. Making people to commit all sorts of things. Tomorrow they go pursue Yahoo boys. Tomorrow they go pursue Richard. Tomorrow they go pursue non-government. They keep on frustrating us. Look at what is happening in Nigeria today. People are hungry. We are talking about food. We are talking about money to go out. No money, no food. Now, you, you break people's house. You homeless people break their property. Now, they should sleep in the main road. Tomorrow, you say, push them from under bridge. I think something like, where are we going? Ndubisi, thank you very much for calling. Kevin from Sulele is here. Hi, Kevin. Yes, yeah, Sandra. How are you doing? Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Yes, um, did you say the global edition will not be Thursday? Yes, Thursdays from 4. Uh, okay, so no more Fridays again. Yeah, no more Fridays, yes. Uh, okay, um, you see, such a magnitude of, you know, events or destruction cannot take place in Lagos, and the state government to be moot about it. I think it's not right. The state government should have made, you know, its position known so that we we'll actually, you know, confirm and ascertain what has really happened if the place was at a fraction by the people or something, so that we will not be guessing and be guessing. The state government should have made a comment on this. It is not good for the so At this point, silence is not good. You know, we are living in a, in, a, in a difficult times, and putting people homeless and breaking their house, breaking their property, at this time when Nigerians are finding it difficult to feed. Ah, this is another wala for people now. So the state government should make a position on this. Let's know what, what really happened. Let's know so that we we'll know whether there's some con- uh, sort of contravention there or something. But having said that, um, the ministry to talk about, hmm. I have you know, said on this platform, I've laid my concern that you know, almost 12 years after the Oransai reports of cutting down the cost of governance, there was no reason, absolutely no reason, to create more ministries, especially at these times that we're trying to cut the cost of governance. Mm. And that is why I've said the president, the cutting, the cutting of governance must pass from you. Because if you're telling the people to adjust at these times, and the people in government, starting from you, are living in affluence and you know, having the whole commerce and everything, then it, it, it defies logic. So, creating another ministry 47, how about we do what now? At this time, okay, we, you said there was no money, so how we get the money to pay all these ministers now? Because these ministers will have their own offices too. They will have special assistants, they will have secretaries, they will have a whole office of their own too. What are we doing? We take a step forward, we take a step backwards. No country can progress like that now. I, I'm shocked that this kind of thing is still happening. And we have a, a, a man well respected as a chief of staff here that is endorsing this. Talk to the president. Abba. Thank you. Kevin, thanks for calling. Hope is here. Hi, Hope. Uh, Sandra, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Hope. 
I do. And I say, huh, I get power pass to be matter. <laughs> eh? If na army na the rulers go to say that because they be army abi, that's mm. why they, they use this power. Mm. See, we will. Eh? Civilian auto people. Now, in the angels, Sandra, she you know how much restaurants cost now. I know now. Sandra, you know, if person won't rent house now, you know how stress you will go I, through I before know. you pay commission and agreement? Mm-hmm, I know. Ah, hmm. Okay, Sandra, make a come my mouth there. God, it is well. <laughs> we get 36 states mm-hmm. and federal capital, we gather at 37. Mm-hmm. If they select uh, these people one by one, each is plate, not be 37. 37. Which one be 47 again? Eh? Just to create office. Bye bye. Bye bye. Hope. Thank you very much for calling Nana Cohn. Thank you so much for the report you brought to us today. Thank you, Sandra. Lagos will take a break. When we come back from this break, let's uh, bring you our second story the aftermath of the inexcusable death of Dr. Diaso. That uh, conversation is coming your way in a bit. I'm Sandra S. Zekwesili. Don't go away. And our second story is the aftermath of the inexcusable death of Dr. Diaso. The Lagos State Government has put out a statement. The statement says, quote, the state government, especially management and staff of the Lagos State Ministry of Health, commiserates with the family of the deceased on the unfortunate loss of their daughter who passed on as a result of the mechanical failure of an elevator at the General Hospital Ordan, Lagos Island. An inquiry by a team of officials from the Lagos State Ministry of Health, Lagos State Health Service Commission, Lagos State Safety Commission and certified lift and vertical transportation equipment experts has commenced. The Lagos State Government will ensure that anyone found negligent by the report of the inquiry will face appropriate sanctions. End quote. That's the statement from the Lagos State Government. Of course, if you talk to the doctors who work at the General Hospital, they will tell you that they know exactly what went wrong. According to the doctors who work at this hospital, this this elevator has been malfunctioning little by little for years. The Nigerian Medical Association is not satisfied with this announcement of an inquiry team. They are announcing a targeted strike on the island until the inquiry leads to punishment. We had the NMA here on the morning crossfire today with Sheriff. Uh, the NMA said, quote, we direct all our doctors in the three government hospitals on the island to commence indefinite strike action until the investigations are completed and justice served, end quote. Those three hospitals are Lagos Island Maternity Hospital, Marcy Street Children's Hospital, and of course, the General Hospital Ordan, where the elevator killed Dr. Diaso. Baribo Road's Viva criticized how the state government is responding to um, this death and the way that the state government manages public businesses. He tweeted, quote, in the aftermath of this disturbing event, it is disconcerting that the wife of the Lagos state governor has taken it upon herself to address the protesting doctors. While empathy is appreciated, it is crucial to question why the commissioner for health or the governor himself did not think it compulsory and necessary to show up in person at such a sensitive moment, end quote. So my first question, of course, is do you agree? 
do you agree with GRV that we should see an actual official, not an official's spouse? Rhodes Viva also called on regulators to tackle the government in the same way they tackle private builders. He said, quote, Lagos residents' lives must be valued highly and there must be an unwavering commitment to a no-nonsense culture in the management of public buildings. Our collective safety is a matter of life and death and it is not sufficient for regulators to assert their authority solely when uh, private establishments fall short. Public institutions must also subject or be subject to stringent safety uh, safety standards and regular maintenance to prevent such devastating incidents. End quote. And finally, GRV asks for heads to roll. He called out um, the management of uh, the hospital directly. He said, quote, the culpability of the chief medical director and the facility manager cannot be overlooked in this incident. There are reliable reports that show that the management has been repeatedly warned about the faulty elevator, yet they fail to take appropriate action to rectify the situation. Their negligence has resulted in the loss of a precious life and they must be held accountable for their inaction. Their negligence is failing to address the repeated complaints about the faulty elevator and it shows a grave disregard for the safety and lives of those using the facility. End quote. We also got a statement from Funsho Doherty. Funsho Doherty was a candidate uh, for the ADC and he said, quote, I'm deeply saddened by the loss of one of our bright young lights, Dr. Ware Diaso, on Monday. While calling for a diligent inquiry into circumstances that led to her demise, we stand with her family, friends and colleagues and pray for the repose of her illustrious soul. So that's the latest on this tragedy here in Lagos. Talk to me. What are your thoughts? 0700-993-993-993-0146-5-7190. We've got WhatsApp. WhatsApp is 080-959-75805. Hello. Hello. Hello, good afternoon. Good afternoon. What's your name, ma'am? Yeah, I'm Lajiso from Ikorodu. Welcome. Talk to me. Yeah, Sandra wants a blood be shed before something is done in Nigeria. Must somebody die before we do things that are really meant to do? Hello? I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. Great question. Because please let me go to BRT. BRT is from Ikorodu to okay. Ireland. You okay. don't get the bus. There was a day when the bus was raining heavily and the wiper wasn't working. Okay. That's a government bus. Yeah. Yes. So it I is. don't know why government is always doing this to us. Once we die before they they do what they have to do. I'm just can I still talk on the building? Yes, please. The, the you know what Yes, please. Go ahead. Yeah. Concerning that too. There should be, there should have been like a notice for them before anything is done. And why did they cover their eyes if they are not evil? And if people that voted APC are there, Okay. Thank you very much for calling. Emeka is here. Hi, Emeka. Hi, President Sandra. Welcome. Talk to me. Well done, my sister. Mm. 
You see, that death yesterday was one too many. It's not like any life is uh, superior to the other. But then, this time when we're, in, uh, we're suffering from brain, brain drain, brain drain, yes, and the Japa syndrome, uh, it's estimated that one doctor has about 6,000 Nigerians to attend to. And now we have lost a promising doctor. We all know how much and how long it takes to train one doctor. It's quite unfortunate that uh, it happened. Despite the commission or the inquiry that is on, I'm going to advise the family to get a good lawyer. There should be damages. They should sue both the CMD, the Hospital Management, the Ministry of Health, of negligence and the elevator management of that hospital. It's too bad. And um, I commiserate with the family and pray that um, God grant them the fortitude to bear this irreparable loss. And on what took place at Oroshoke, uh, that is our story in this part of the world. We're talking about uh, a system that has groomed so many uh, unemployed youths. We're talking about a system that has encouraged um, poverty, and now people's homes are being demolished amidst the rising cost of building materials without notice, as alleged. So I'm also going to encourage members of that community to get a very good lawyer and fight for their cause and their case. And then for those who got themselves hooded, execute that infamous act, well, they should remember that we're in, we're practicing democracy. This is not a military regime. And they should consider the um, lives of our citizens in this country and understand that we cannot be creating more problems. Otherwise, criminality is going to be on the rise. Thank you. Thank you very much, Emeka. We've got Joy here. Hi, Joy. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Joy. This is painful. Very painful. Did you know here that there is no light there? There is no water. Eh? Hmm. The kind of hospital they fly to, is there no light there? Is there no water there? Is the elevator not working over there? Eh? Something happens, we say arrow has been fired. Which arrow that has been fired? Fire to where? For wrong, wrong things people are doing. And you say arrow has been fired. No arrow fire. Oh. Those people that are in charge of that incident, that, uh, those things that they did not put them for, in place for like 10 years now, that are being in charge, they should brought a book. That is what I know. They should pay dearly for itself. That is what I know. For the governor not to go there is very wrong. He say how? How? Is it arrow fire? That one I talk. That one not be talk oh, for somebody's daughter that he has labor for since all these years. Not be talk at all. Then again, Sandra. Sir. Yeah, but you say we not get money for this country now. Then somebody is enlarging is a minister B. Mm. Is he going to pay them with Gary or Ekpa? Is it not Nigeria money? <laughs> eh? I don't know what to say to them. Mo. 
Thank you. All right. Thank you very much for calling. The Nigeria Labor Congress has called off the planned general strike. That's our final story on the big three today. The union leaders met with Bola Tinubu and some of his advisors. And um, after the meeting, they put out a statement saying that they are holding off on industrial action for now. Uh, NLC says that the presidency gave them four guarantees that the presidency will unveil a roadmap next week for making CNG a viable alternative to petrol in the country. The presidency will ensure there's an agreement on a new minimum wage. The presidency will improve its system with its system for engaging and negotiating with organized labor. And the president will guarantee that the Port Harcourt refinery will be productive by December. So those are the four guarantees that Tinubu gave the NLC. And because of those guarantees, NLC has held fire. Do you think these guarantees are good enough? Do you believe that the NLC has made the right call? Um, I'm here. Or do you think they should have gone on strike anyway? And how should the NLC respond if the guarantees are not met? So, presidency has given guarantees. If presidency doesn't meet those guarantees, how should NLC respond? Because two of those guarantees have a firm deadline. So, if by the end of next week and government doesn't publish a CNG roadmap, what should the NLC do? The NLC has also been summoned to court to answer a charge of contempt of court. Because remember, National Industrial Court gave an order stopping the union from going on strike. So there's a question here of whether this strike would have violated a court order. Now, of course, you have those who say that, um, or those who are asking, how come the courts don't summon government for disobeying court orders? Anyway, that's the situation with the NLC. Do you think they've made the right call? Zero seven zero zero nine nine three nine nine three nine nine three zero one four six five seven one nine zero. Igwe Victor is here. Igwe Victor, welcome. Oh, he's not here anymore. Call back if you can. Ninety nine point three. Good afternoon, Angel Sandra. Good afternoon. How are you doing? It's saying good. This <laughs> is Mr. Boli, David Mom. Welcome, David's mom. So, on your stories for today, let me start with the NLC issue. Okay. Honestly, in my opinion, mm. I don't think they ought to have called on the strike. Okay. Because I think the protest went on because of a particular reason. Mm. And those mere promises are not enough for us to say they are calling it off until mm. we start seeing things, okay. you know, events unfolding, okay. positive changes. Okay. But they didn't wait for that to happen. They called it off. That's why. Mm. On the doctor's issue, I think I can still comment on Yes, that, please. Right? Go ahead. Yes, please. When I was listening to Mr. Sheriff around after six this morning, right. what really got me, because he was discussing with the medical personnel. Yes, and I mean, yes. The man said, the father of the doctor said that his does his daughter have to be a guinea pig before the lift can be fixed? Ma, that really got me. Yeah. You know, I was saying it yesterday when I called on your show. I said, does somebody have to die yeah. for us to get things right? And so for the father of this lady saying that must the daughter be a guinea pig for the leave to be fixed, you can imagine how the extent of that statement, the man, the parents, everybody, even the whole Nigeria, the doctors, everybody's in a morning mood right now. Mm. That's as it may be. 
The other issue you talked about, mm-hmm. the demolition issue. You know, Woroshonki, yes. Um, I remember initially David was going to school somewhere in um, Owode here, in Ikorodu. Okay. All of a sudden, we got there one day and they said, government has taken over the school for disabilities with children, that a youth development sports center is already there. And so I asked myself, I asked myself years back then when this happened, are they really looking out for us? A facility where they put children with disabilities to train them, free training and everything. Children have been training David in the house, you know, homeschooling and all. Mm. But every day he still remembers one of his teachers over there. Mm. And he says, Mommy, when will I go back to school? You see, all these proactive measures, they don't even carry anybody along. They just do things like we don't even have anybody to turn answers there. Mm. So these people that this kind of a thing have happened to, they slept in their houses this night, the following day, this kind of thing happens. Where do you want them to go? How do you want them to cope? The same dilemma I faced years back, and I'm still shocked. Like, how do I wake up from this? And, well, I've been moving on little by little. Mm. That is the same fate that has befallen these people. Ma, mm. I don't know. I was really happy when this post started yesterday. Mm. And then everything... When will we get it right? Hmm. We cry every day, we mourn every day, we bleed every day. Yes, it's as if these people are even opening their radio stations, their TV shows, even listening to the people when they lament and when they talk. Like, I don't even know. But thanks and God bless you. Thank you very much, Mrs. Oboli, for calling us. 99.3, hello. 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 Hi, how are you? What's your name? I'm a my name. Welcome, talk to me. See, for me, NLC has filled us again. There was no need for them to have called off that strike because, like the last caller said, something brought about the situation we're in. Mm. Uh, what, I'm, what am I talking about? Uh, what about those people who defended us? What plan does the government have going after those people? Because I still believe that the subsidy removal was not the way to go. Since it is gone, what about those who defrauded us, who looted us? Mm. As they call them the elite of the elites. What plans do we have to go after them? That is one. Secondly, we now have an enlarged uh, ministerial nominees. The first of its kind since the return of democracy since 1999. Mm-hmm. We have 47 ministerial nominees now. I thought we should be looking at congesting some of these ministries and reducing the cost of governance. These are some of the issues I have thought Labour would have looked into. Now, with few promises here, and they decide to call off the protest. So, for me, they have not lived up to expectation, as, as I envisaged. And it's another failure on the part to represent us properly. Mm. These two issues, the reduction of cost of governance and going after those corrupt people who looted our subsidy scheme, should have been integral to the objective of the protest. I will feel in that aspect in filled Nigerians. Thank you. Thank you very much for calling. On WhatsApp, uh, A. Solo says, uh, my take on NLC is that labor union has been compromised, unlike what obtains abroad and other countries. Calling off strike is submission to the federal government and all those promises will never be fulfilled. Labor, don't fall my hand. Abel, thanks for your message. Lagos state government with their gangster, thuggish, radical and impish approach to things is irritating to say the least. Samuel 
Kolu was busy campaigning, acting all good, acting all nice, naive people voted for him, chased people not to vote out uh, uh, um, uh, the government because of tribe. Now look at what his government is doing. Demolishing houses of people without prior notice or replacements. Why would people not be bitter? Why will people not get angry? Was it not during Fashola's time, if I'm correct, that the state government destroyed houses of people in Lekki, where Kelly Blind, the comedian, was affected, where he said he spent over 50 million to build a house to suit his condition for navigation. He also said his wife and his year-old baby had to sleep in the bush after their house was destroyed. How many more of this terrible situation caused by the same government who sells you land, collects taxes from those who are selling building materials, and collects taxes from you, the builder? And one day, come back to destroy your house, clear the land, then build an estate to sell for profits. Criminally minded government individuals. That's a message here on WhatsApp. Thanks for your message. Uh, Dio in the US says, ordinary elevator, which I believe money was voted for. CMD should first be quizzed if he had a private hospital because that is what they do. I'm sure that's where the fund went to. Rems is in the UK. Rems says, Tinubu expanded the number of ministers to accommodate more of his cohorts and partners. I do not expect anything new from Tinubu. Nigerians are even lucky that Asari Dokubo is not part of that list. All right. We've got uh, this one here. Uh, Sandra De La Lake said it will not take any serious government more than 30 days to appoint the ministers. What does that tell you? It means that this government is not serious. They've shamelessly bridged the constitution and none of the senators pointed this out, including the opposition candidates. I hope the opposition senators have not closed their mouth because they're eating. Then more disastrous is the appointment of a whopping 47 ministers made up of mainly recycled politicians with nine ex-governors many of whom are undergoing EFCC investigation. How can we describe this? Uh, hold on. How can we describe this at a time that the government is pleading with us to show understanding? It only means that they are deceiving us. No thinking, no planning, no consultations. Where do we start from? Gabriel, in our more thing with that message there. Uh, we've got this one here. Without a name, it says it's quite unfortunate that the NLC has become a mediocre organization. It's hard to overlook that the political undertone behind the calling off of this strike is quite glaring. Robert says, uh, honestly, I never believed in the NLC right from the days of Oshomole. NLC have been deceiving Nigerians to go on strike and then they will go and parley with government and they'll call it off. When they said that they were, they were doing a warning strike, I need to end this way as usual with government giving them empty promises. This message um, from OK in Lagos says, the doctor died like Bamishe in the BRT bus. So Gandola has become APC chairman. Okay, in Lagos, with that message there. Ade Insurulere says the ministerial nominees is an embarrassing disgrace. Uh, rewards and compensations time. And we are meant to be broke? How can we afford all of them when we are meant to be broke? Where is the true transparency and accountability at all levels? Concerning the shocking death of the young doctor, this is a very, very clear evidence of growth gross negligence and ma massive corruptions of government officials and politicians. In a normal society, heads should roll, which may bring down government. Nigeria's country doesn't value people's lives. This will not be the first and this will not be the last. My question to all government officials, political leaders, politicians at all levels,
levels. If this young doc- uh, doctor was their daughter or family member, will they be praying for the government or politicians? They should all remember God. All right. Thank you very much for your message. A day from Suruleri. Let's come back to the phone lines now. 99.3. Hello. Hello, Lady Sandra. Good to have you on the show, sir. My name is Prince Wyatt, calling you from Amor office. Welcome, Prince Wyatt. Talk to me. Thank you, my dear. You see, the protest of yesterday, I think uh, it, it went to okay. You know, there's no... Prince Wyatt? I really played the Nigerian Liberal Congress as well, Mr. President. You know, when you... After World War, the, the next stage is Jojo. They went to Asuro and they talked. We want one better Nigeria. What all this, uh, the, state, uh, the speech of Mr. President, I want the Labour Congress to set up a monetary committee. All what Mr. President said, they should set a committee to monitor it. How did they implement it? And that is it. Because when you talk of uh, palliative, they talk, yes. And when you talk of refinery, refinery is secondary. If we don't be a complete finance today, I don't want any management of officer to manage it. There's a great to private body. The percentage of federal government in the refinance will not be more than 20 or 30 percent. Because everything managed by the government, the only corruption, 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 didn't make it to work. Oh, sorry about that, Prince Wires. Call back if you can. 99.3, hello. Good afternoon, Sandra. Good afternoon. What's your name, sir? Sandra. You're on to Felix from Ikorodu. Felix from Ikorodu, welcome. Talk to me. Before, we used to hear the plan is in the pipeline. We had the drawing board. We are going back to the drawing board. Now, you are telling us, let the poor breathe. Sandra, mm. at this point in time, I think Nigerians should now stand up and take the fight to the government. Because we cannot remain stupid, naive, disgusting, and some people will be telling you uh, the refinery cannot be revamped. They have been saying this. All the other producing countries, don't they refine their crude? NLC, unfortunately, they have failed the nation again because I see no reason why they should back down. This was the time to put the heat. They are giving them false promises. And nothing will come up. And we are here watching. Must we keep pouring water on the fowl's back without removing the feathers? What is happening? What is happening to Nigerians? Nigerians, wake up. It's too, I mean, the fight is supposed to be now. Everybody should tie his wrapper and get out. The talk is... Hello? Action. Action should be the next... We are too lackadaisical, too nonchalant. We talk and talk. Labor Congress cannot help us out. They are politically inclined. And they have just given us... Oh, sorry about that. Call back uh, if you can. Uh, let's talk to a few more people. 99.3, hello. Hello. Good afternoon, Sandra. Good afternoon. What's your name, sir? I'm Ezedun from Surrey. Ezedun, welcome. Thank you very much. Um, I don't think that NLC have failed Nigerians. 
people, they have done the right thing. Um, all you subsidy must go. We cannot be funding subsidy while we borrow money for finance our project. The, the only problem I have what the government is doing to make fuel available. What is the government plan to refine our crude? You see, Sandra, I remember the day I told you that after Tinibu won the election, he stayed three months. To three months is enough for you to prepare the people that will work for you. After swearing in and you remove subsidy, I expect him to appoint the Minister of Petroleum that day. And tell Nigeria the plan on oil sector. But he did not do that. If the National Assembly had amended our constitution to make sure that the leaders appoint the ministers in 60 days, the president will not have released the list. Remember that after Buhari took seven months across the minister, Nigeria went into recession. We are going into recession. I expect the president to form his government. When you form your government, you bring a plan. How can you declare a state of emergency on food and, uh, and this when you don't have a minister of agriculture? How can you say that you will cultivate the hundred thousand of hectares of land where you don't have use of agriculture? I mean, of agriculture. So, I, I, I do not blame labor. We cannot destroy Nigeria because of oil subsidy. Oil subsidy have to go. But what should stop us is the real plan to activate the refineries to refine our oil. The president has not mentioned refinery in any of his speech. That's why I did not believe in, in, in any of the speech. But having said that, uh, Sandra, I am very, very disappointed in the number of ministers. Governor that was voted out that are facing corrupt charges, what criteria did he meet before deserving the appointment? Well, the president can appoint anybody, but in few weeks to come, that is why I will criticize more. If he did the right, if he do the right thing, I will praise him. If he do the wrong thing, I will decide him. For but for oil subsidy, we must support it to go. It's a cancer that that must be uprooted. What should bother us is to give pressure for our refinery to be funded. Don't waste any money. Sandra, remember that I, I told you that student, student loan is not a priority. Remember that day? Yes. It's not a priority. We have issues to be funded with money. And you are starting with doing things where you have your house burning. I am happy today that I'm justified that those that student loan should be trashed into those being. 
All right. Thank you very much for calling, Ezadum. Uh, That's all the time we have on uh, the big three. However, we, we will turn our gaze upon the international scene. We're bringing back Global Review. We're calling it Global Review now uh, because it's it's not happening at 3 p.m. anymore. It's happening at 4 and it's happening Thursdays now, right? So Thursdays from 4 o'clock, we'll bring you Global Review. Global Review will focus on big international stories. And there's no story bigger than what's happening in our neighboring country, and the ECOWAS's response to that on the 3 p.m. news, you heard the military saying they're not doing anything. They don't have any orders to do anything yet. What else uh, should you know about? That conversation is coming up um, in a few minutes. I'm Sandra Ezekwesili. Don't go away.